Uh, so, you ready to get this started? I am ready to get this started. Let's do this. People listening to the latest third show with Dank Metal, me and Dank having a talk. People love it when us two trashy Midwestern guys sit and talk, just like when me and Brett, two trashy Midwestern guys sit and talk. Yeah, it's pretty good. I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, I always like to hear what Dank Metal has to say. He's had some interesting life experiences. I mean, me and him, I, I just, it's weird because you look at like how you grew up and stuff and you think it's like a really special experience, but there's people, you know, everywhere having that same, having that same thing happen, you know? So it's neat. It's fun. Listen to the third shows. They're good. Uh, before we get started here, I want to let you know this program, my portion of the program, is brought to you by the smooth, cold-filtered flavor of Ivana Bitch Menthol Tobacco-Flavored Vodka. Uh, cheers to you and yours and all your kin uh, as we try to avoid cabin fever in this uh, cold, wintry day. Just, yeah. I mean, we're not paid for it or anything, and Ivana Bitch is a real Russian family name from way back. They were... They were a big family in vodka and cigarettes back then. So. I think they're dead. What are they? They're Denmark or something? I don't know. It sounds. I think they're trying to have a Russian name, though, right? Ivana, oh, that's like a slang term in America for a Russian woman. Sure, yeah. Ivana Trump is one of them. Right. So, uh, Zing. you know what I've never listened to, ever? Uh, shit. Um, a podcast that I've never listened Huey to. Huey Lewis in the News, Sports? I have listened to that. Oh, okay. No, a podcast I've never listened to. What's that? Uh, Pod Save America. Oh, really? Sort of in our world, right? A little bit. Like, we created a world of disgusting people, and then a bunch of clean, rich people came in and fucking made their own version. Yeah, you know? yeah, they clean And now up. they make a bunch of money. Yeah, now they're the darlings. They, they, get, they get a TV show. <laughs> they put an IZOD shirt on my show, and then they went out and they got a goddamn TV show. It's disgusting. I uh, have to admit, I've never heard one before in my life either. Yeah, no, I've never heard one, but uh, Jack Allison posted something that made me want to check them out a little bit. Just a clip. Sure. So why don't we start the show listening to Oh, this, a little a bit clip. of, okay. Uh, this is more. He only cut 21 seconds out of this clip. 21. He doesn't really listen to the show. He gets the clips. 21. Yeah, free 21. Free 21. Um, he gets the clips off their site. He doesn't actually listen to the show, and I'm never going to fucking listen to the show. No, this is great. But good Lord, there's so many people out there who definitely love this show and listen to this show. So I kind of feel like, let's get an idea. Here we go. Whether it's like whether it's like you said with Elizabeth Warren. Wait, let me stop out, this damn thing. I'm going to stop this. So okay. what we're talking about here is okay. we're in the Democratic primaries, Brad. It has I don't know if you know out. this. Bernie Sanders announced this week. We're... In in the beginning of them, which are time to shine, really. That's when the most listeners come to this type of radio, I think. Just judging by the last time. No, I mean, I think I wait till they get disappointed, right? Mm-mm. Well, yeah, but even in the buildup, they like to hear people talk about, like, what's going on out there. And uh, I learned something about Pod Save America this week. What's that? And it was off of one of their own tweets. And it was that they are, they don't, they will not be endorsing a candidate. Oh. Until the primaries won, where they will then endorse the candidate. Because it's, so whoever wins the primary versus Trump, you can't vote for fucking Trump. So they're just announcing that they're blue no matter who. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Which is weird. 
because you do a political show. I'm not saying you got to endorse a fucking candidate. We ain't going to fucking endorse a candidate over here. You know, I'm not endorsing anybody. I don't know. Brett might find somebody that he likes if Mike O'Malley gets in the race again or whatever that guy's name was. You know, he's always yeah. Martin. Martin O'Malley gets back in. Who? Uh, yeah. Remember him last year? He was like the other guy. It's like <laughs> My ideal candidate is that guy that turned water into gasoline and got killed by the government. So I don't know if we're going to get another one of those. Yeah, if we got him, maybe. But we're not endorsing a candidate. But that's not because I'm a coward. Right. Okay. I'm. I don't look. If you're gonna go vote in this primary now today, I will tell you who I would personally vote for. I'm not telling you to do anything. But I'm not gonna even tell you that now. I think it's obvious who I would vote for <laughs> if I was gonna vote. You know, you're you're in it, man. I'm into it. I love it, dude. You I do. think it's, I, this part of it is so fun. So fun. It's all goofy shit. You know, it's all this shit. That's so not important. First of all, not important. Second of all, not going to be important when it's over, right? None of this matters. Right. None of it. Right. It's all goofy. We're all just fucking goofing off now. And like uh, these people, these Democrats, though. (laughs) That lady that asked how to eat the chicken. Right. Well, see, that's what we're going to get into here. These people are taking it so seriously. Like, this is life and death. Yeah. You know? And here's them talking about how we should uh, how we should be acting right now. Again, with, I have a really you know, whistly vape cartridge right now, so that's what that sound is. Chicken, he mad about chicken? Uh, Street Fight ASMR. She was eating them while they were alive. The oh, that's for Dental. I can't hear it. Oh, I can't hear it. Are you playing something? Oh, shit. Can you start it over? Yeah, I was. I can start it over. Let him, let him hear it again. Let's right. chop and screw that. And Are then, you ready? Yeah, I'm listening. All right, here we go. This is this is how we're supposed to deal with the... This is how Pod Save America talks about the primaries. Okay, here we go. Whether it's, like you said, with Elizabeth Warren's rollout, whether it was over the weekend with, you know, someone complained about Gillibrand, the way she was eating chicken. <laughs> that doesn't matter! Uh, this Kamala Harris thing. She was eating them while they were alive. The better <laughs> This is my shit here. Dental cleaning thing, whatever. Did you like, hear what I said? <laughs> She said she was eating them while they were alive. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Like, she was eating them while I mean, they were alive. Fucking Donald Trump is president Wait. right now. And this is a race Wait. about whether she was eating them while they were alive. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? I said she was eating them while they were alive. Yeah, that wasn't. He told that joke two times and neither one of them were good. But he fucking was just like so mad. So, so like, I'll do it. You do the joke, okay? And we're going to do this. (laughs) You do the joke. You just be like, she was eating them while they were alive. Okay. And then I'll keep talking. You'll be like, did you hear what I say? (laughs) So I'll be like, we can't be paying attention to how these people are eating chicken. Yeah, she was eating them alive. Yeah, we can't be paying attention to that kind of stuff. Did you hear what I said? I said she was eating them alive. Okay, yeah, Yeah. she was eating them alive. Fuck, okay, I did. Hold on, please acknowledge me. (laughs) Now, we've been doing this show for a lot of times, and you're wishy-washy about all these candidates, but why don't you just pick me as your co-host that you acknowledge and that you at least say you like? Do you want me around anymore, or am I just another thing in your little universe, John? <laughs> you hear what I says? You hear what I says over there? I says, the Sopranos do that all the time, too, which is really funny, because Sopranos are written to be, like, losers. Sure. And that's, like, a joke that they love to do, where somebody will tell a joke, and then they'll go to somebody else. You hear, like, you hear what I said to them? <laughs> so that's embarrassing, first of all. But now they're saying, like, let's not, look, if she's eating chicken a weird fucking way... 
Let's not talk about the way she's eating the chicken. <laughs> okay. Understandable. I, I agree with them on that. Be president for four more fucking oh, no. years. Oh, we cannot be talking about this fucking shit. Why? With the Democratic candidates, every time they do something a little bit weird, silly. weird, no. not silly. Well, it's, no, it's a, it's a, <laughs> no, <laughs> bad media, so, bad media. Guys no suck. You put like, that chicken down. That is not. Oh, he's still you. with the chicken. Put the chicken about? down. No. Who cares what the fuck Kamala Harris was listening to but, while but, she was but, getting high? I don't, don't care. look at me with those eyes. He's still doing the chicken. That chicken wasn't He's for you. He's still doing the chicken. He, <laughs> that guy can't get enough of the chicken. He was... He, <laughs> you know he went home to his wife and he was like, check it. I was on the show today. We were talking about Kamala Harris eating chicken and I said she was eating them alive. It wasn't Kamala Harris. Well, who knows? I don't know what the chicken <laughs> even is, dude. Oh, good. That Gillibrand lady was at a dinner, and, okay. and like she was looking around at the table and felt uncomfortable using a fork and knife, so she asked if she could use her fingers, and it was just like, get down with that however the fuck you want, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, whatever. If you are comfortable with a fucking fork, then do that, right? Right. She only eats food that is specifically told to you how to eat. Right. And everybody She's knows like, that. I don't have a, um, formal training on this. Uh, I haven't <laughs> had a fried chicken in ages. I mean, that's the other thing he says. He says, like, we shouldn't be talking, we shouldn't be making fun of them if they do something silly. But the point to me is, they're aliens. And it is funny when they do something weird. You know, when they just say something weird, like this woman goes on the fucking radio and says, yes, I'm Jamaican. I smoke weed, which is also very weird. But she goes on the radio and says that she fucking smokes weed. And then they ask her what kind of music the most reasonable question well, that was a you could though. ever possibly ask somebody, by the way. Like what? What? How is that question weird? You know, what were you listening to when you smoke weed? She just is saying she did it in college. No, she didn't because say, she, she would didn't get say in that. trouble if she said she did it after college. You get what I'm saying? No, I'm saying that that was a setup. That thing was stupid. What happened? Charlemagne threw in a stupid comment and she laughed it off and then talked about the music that she liked. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't admit to anything that everybody I that everybody was accusing her of it doing. Like saying that Tupac, she was listening right. to Tupac. She didn't say Snoop. that. No. Okay. Well, it wouldn't even fucking matter, dude. It wouldn't matter. I, I'm not saying that it matters. I'm saying that it's weird. Like, these people are weird, and they're, like, the bosses of They want to be the boss of us. Right. You know? Right. We're allowed to talk about how fucking weird Donald Trump is. I want to talk about how weird these other people are. And fucking As soon as fucking Bernie Sanders does something weird, I'm going to jump all over him. He just hasn't done anything weird yet. At all. It's the people that are reacting to him announcing that he's running for president that are doing weird shit. Yeah. They're all going wild. Uh, did you know Kamala Harris's dad got mad at her for saying that Jamaican stuff? I just, that's like a little catch up from the show last week because we brought up how she said, you know, of course I'm Jamaican and we thought that was weird. Her dad, like, you don't do that. Like, we're, Jamaicans don't just get high. Yeah. You know, come on. So. Her dad regulated that, which seems like you wouldn't want that to happen, but whatever. He's not doing any interviews or anything, which he's not like Malik Obama, which would kick ass if he was. I love that guy. Yeah, he was great. He was just like, he'd just show up during an election and just... <laughs> like just my brother's going to run for office one day and I'm going to be the Malik Obama that shows up. Like Roger Clinton, that yeah. guy, was just playing guitar and getting drunk. And yeah. I was like, God damn it. Billy Carter. Sucks to be a hillbilly and become president.
That's yep. what happens. You're a hillbilly. Well, well, the first ones were hillbillies. Malik Obama, I don't think he's even, like, grew up with Obama. It was just, like, a dude that was, like, kind of tangentially related right. to him somehow. Like, a half-brother or some shit like that. And... Uh, I love this stuff, though. The early part of the primary is the funny part of the primary. I, yeah, yeah, it's less grim. Yeah, it's going to get grim as fuck. I mean, I did see a lot of people yesterday talking about, like, uh, like one one journalist was commending one of the people, Klobacher, Klobacher, Klobacher. Uh-huh. I don't know how to say her name at all. I'll never learn it either because I hear it. You say it every time, and I don't pick it up. Right, right. So there's something wrong with I love your pronunciation. Klobacher. Yep. Klobacher. Yep. Where she was just like, they were asking her questions. So what do you think about, like, a Green New Deal? And she's like, no. They're like, what do you think about uh, Medicare for All? And she's like, no. And they're like, what do you think about... (laughs) And they just are naming all these different things that people would want. And she's like, we just can't do that now. I'm like, who would vote for her? Why would I vote for you then? You don't feel like you can do anything. I don't think any of those things are going to happen. I'm not like... I I want them to. They're Democrats still. I mean, it's not surprising at all. I mean, it's the same thing. Once again, it's just like the Democrats to be like Democrats. They're so depressing. Yeah, they suck. They're the most depressing people. It sucks. Out there, right? Yeah. Like, I can't think of anybody more depressing than the Democrats. Like, they're the worst. Like, at least, and this is why, like, if I I went to a primary right now, if I had to go vote in a primary, I probably would vote for Bernie Sanders because he's the only person saying anything's possible. You know, all these other people go out there and they don't say anything's, they can't tell you that anything's possible. Like they refuse to tell you. And it just makes you feel like, well, you're not even going to fucking try. If you tell me something's impossible that I'm trying to do, I'll fucking not try anymore. What's the point in fucking trying Yeah. if it's impossible? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what, I mean, they're, yeah, they're hedging their bets, man. They want people that just want to keep shit the same, right? Yeah. And it is smart. I guess it is sort of smart. It's, and it also, it's one of those stupid things that they always do where it just makes you seem more reasonable. Where yeah. you're like, hmm, this person didn't agree to do the best thing for everybody. They're just going to mitigate their expectations and fuck them over. That is kind of a, a tactic everywhere now, though, in the in the whole world where it's like nothing's possible. Oh, uh, you know what we'd like more than a water bottle with the logo of the company on it? A raise. Oh, we can't, like we can't do the raise, right. though. We get a good deal on these water bottles. That's why. Right. You know, everybody is managed into, like, I know that, like, my wife goes to work every year. There is a bonus at her job. And every year after they get the bonus, they get told this might be the last bonus sure. ever. Sure. And that's the same thing. That's the Democrat like management style is that their idea is, no, we'll like, just tell them like there, there are, listen, li- this is how a Democrat is, right? This is, this is their thing. Listen, I believe that everybody should have health care. I believe I am against war. I don't like war. I hate war. You know what, Brett? I fucking hate war. I don't want to ever see a war again. Yep. You know, uh, I think marijuana should be legal. I just, none of that. I can't do it. Right. Like, I can't do any of that. It's impossible nearly. Well, if I said, I, if I said, I think marijuana should be legal, I'd never have a job. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like, it, it's like, uh, what are we, we're voting on what you wish you, you say you wish you could do. And I think that's the thing that makes me fucking crazy about how we have to like, that's how we're supposed to vote. That's how the the Republicans voted for Trump, right? 
That's exactly how they voted for him. He was a guy that was saying, I'm going to do this, this, and that. And I mean, you know, the guy's trying to get this wall built any way that he possibly can. He's going to declare a national emergency to get the wall built. But uh, it's just... He hasn't done shit for these people. Their fucking tax returns are lighter this year. I just they even wondering why their tax returns are lighter, and every single big company has a news story in the past like week that they paid zero taxes on like whatever billions of dollars they made. Like Netflix, a story came out about Netflix. A story came out about Amazon. A story like all these places, these stories are coming out. They're not paying taxes, and on my Facebook feed, regular ass motherfuckers are like, "I ain't getting shit back for my refund this year. What's going on?" I can fucking tell you what's going on. I think we all know what's going on. They're yep. filtering that money to those fucking people. They're getting it. They yeah. always get it. They get all of it. You know? And it's because the Democrats just think, the, oh, well, we well, believe we should tax the rich. Can't tax the rich, though. They'll all fucking leave. Right. <laughs> right. There'll be no one left. There'll be no one left to boss us around. Yeah. Get rid of all the bosses. Yeah. We, we can't tax them because they'll leave. Fuck them. Leave them. Yeah. We can, we'll be no. fine without them. Yeah. I don't need fucking Net, Johnny Netflix here. I don't need him. The Netflix already runs. Fuck him. Go. Move. You're not. He's not moving. None of them are moving. What, have some fucking, uh, have some, uh, what is it? Confidence, America. What the hell's wrong with you? None of these people are fucking going anywhere. They love it here. You yeah. know? It's not like they're going to fucking pick up. Where are they going to move, dude? Where are they going to find? Where are they going to move that doesn't have taxes? Where? Right. Where? Where's this fucking magical place that they're all going to go to? That, are they all going to fucking move to the Bahamas and never come here again? Really? Yeah. That's what they're going to fucking do? No. That shit ain't going to happen. They're going to get a residency inside of their offshore account. I know. They're going to go live on Sealand. That <laughs> thing out in the middle of yeah. the ocean. They're not fucking going anywhere. Tax them. They can't do anything about it. That's the fucking amazing thing. Right. You have all the guns and everything. <laughs> all the power. Just fucking tax them. Right. Who gives a shit? Anytime you ask me how are we going to pay for health care, fucking tax them motherfuckers. Yeah, and the also, let's, let's decimate this military, you know? Let's just make the military 25 Lonnies with guns. Right. You know? They'll fucking handle anything we need. They'll do it pretty you know? much. Shit, yeah. Yeah. This is unregulated militia. Just a bunch of guys out there. There's a bunch of guys saying they'd fight for America. Any <laughs> like 3% of That's us true. say they would fight for America. That's true. We don't even need to pay for it. Why are we paying for this thing? We have an actual volunteer military. <laughs> we'll just rely on them. Those racist three percenters will go out and fucking, I guess, take care of it for us. It's frustrating, dude. Yeah. I mean, listen. If a fucking people came here on a boat or in an airplane and like some red dawn shit happen, I would fight. Like I, I would probably fight them. Sure. Well, it's 50, 50. I would either like join their side, which is maybe the 60% side. Sure, sure. <laughs> Whatever's the easiest way for me not to get killed. I, yeah. Like, do. Probably do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. But if somebody yeah, said fight. I'm gonna quarter in your house, like what? If, if they if, would let you, I mean, if like you either fight for America or you just deal with like the invaders, it's like I mean, I'm already living under invaders, anyways. I feel like you know, yeah. But I think controlling all this shit around me, I can't I, do anything about it. Like if somebody came and tried to let a soldier, 
like sleep in my house. If if like an occupying force came and said this soldier is gonna sleep in your house, I'd run outside with like a baseball bat and a football helmet on and just start hitting people with bats. I guess. Okay. I'll defend my property. Sure. Or what my my area, my neighbors See? and shit. You know. Yeah, you're finding a lot of common ground with like the constitutional people. I like no, this. I like that you've. It's not that. It's. It's that we don't need... You, you have the same like, line in the sand as a lot of the 3 percenters do. That's true. I'm sounding real bad. Yeah, like, but no, I'm it's like, not bad. I'm just saying this is a great way to like reach across the aisle and maybe get some of those people on our side. But, but I mean, that's not going to happen. That's my point, though. Nobody's right. going to invade here. Sure, sure. And there has not been a single time that they've gassed up airplanes and attached bombs to them where I was like, oh, this is a good idea. Let's go over here and do this to these people. True. Maybe the whole Hitler times, I guess, was like the one time that we should have done it or something. But even Vietnam, it's like, we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't have been over there. No, Vietnam was bad. We should have been down in fucking, you know, South Central America. We should have never been doing that shit. We should have never been over in the Middle East. We shouldn't be anywhere. Right. We should be right here. This is our shit. That's their shit, and everybody has their own shit in their little place. That's why we can't have an America anymore. Right. But what it's, I'm saying. Money's waters. And so reason, what's, this, what's this all, yeah, what are we getting this back towards? And the reason I'm saying this, all this about the military, is oh. because we could take their money and have Medicare for all. That's true. We could all have a fucking PlayStation 4, a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah. Our phone bills would be paid for. Our fucking, uh... Like, there wouldn't be any worries at all. We could shut down the Home Depots and just reopen them as tool libraries. Where yes. you could go just rent the shit. Yeah. Or access it. This whole thing could be fucking fixed. That's how you fix it, really. Like, Bernie Sanders, he'll get us health care. Maybe that'll help us build a better yeah. socialist army. And then <laughs> I don't really know what comes next. But, you know, Whatever. I, maybe he'll forget. I'm just. I I'll mean, vote for the we, person who yeah, says something about to, my student loans. Really, yeah, that's I the mean, guy I'm voting for. Sure, it would increase material conditions, but you still have to spend out. We have to spend some time outside of the American voting system. I agree. I agree. Again, like I'm, I'm not. I'm not endorsing anybody. I, I do like talking about it. And I do. <laughs> You're think dem, it's, man. I think You're it's a regular old donkey. I'm not now. a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> I do like talking about racer. it, and I do think donkey racing. I think it's within our thing to talk about some of this stuff. So, um, yeah, I know they are. I mean, they're all reptilians. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, I don't like any of them. I'm, I just we could these Democrats say that there's no way we can do all these things, and I feel it's, like there is there's unlimited Bernie, ways to do this shit. Is Bernie's bad with Israel? Right? Yes. All right, just making sure. I thought he was a. Piece I think of Bernie's shit about bad that. with like anything. He doesn't mind killing people in other right, countries. Right, right. He's one of those guys that's just like, well, you know, <laughs> sometimes. Right. I'm a progressive, okay, but not for people outside of America. That those are less people. We kill them in right. bunches if we have to. Sure, just to send a message. Cost you know? doing business. No, that's what I don't like about him. There's been a few things. Sesta Fosta. Yeah, like that's he was into that one. too. Yeah. He's like a fan of that. All of them were. All of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just sounds good. It's, I don't know what the, I don't understand it. I, I, you're right. I mean, it does show how alien they are because I couldn't imagine being in those environments and looking at that stuff and then coming to the conclusions that these fucking adults come to, right? Yeah. Like yeah. these people have lived. Yeah. They've seen the world. There's so many things they could do. I mean, like with Sesta Fosta, it's like, 
repeal that fucking thing. Yeah. And it's the, it'll be safe again. It's unsafe because it's, of that. Uh, yeah. It's fucking annoying. Because I that hate shit, the government. The closing down, like... Shut the government down. Closing down all those websites made sex work oh, I know. a million times yeah. more fucking dangerous. Yeah, it was stupid. And it's yeah. about sending messages, which is not important. It's about doing what's best for all of us, which none of them govern with. Like, yeah. That's what sucks, is that the Democrats is the only options that we have, but they aren't worried about helping citizens. They're worried about sending messages. Well, they're you know? worried about helping this middle class that none of us are in. <laughs> Right. I mean, I guess I'm probably getting middle class, although I don't think I am. But I, I guess I'm getting there, you know. And like, uh, I get, I feel like they have a concern for improving my life or your life. I just think that they're anybody that makes less than me, they like, they just don't care. They've written them off. You have to make a certain amount of money before you're somebody that the Democrats care about. Well, yeah, or until yeah, until it makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just not uh, acknowledgement of what day-to-day life is. I, I don't think that, you know, the conservatives do a really good job of just applying like a bootstrap type story to it where it's like, hey, you're making $8 today, but if you really try hard, like this person I know or this book that I read, you can be successful, you know. Um, Democrats don't have anything to – they just ignore it. They, Democrats just ignore all of, like, the suffering and, like, the working class pain that's in the world. They, They're they not just telling are, like, a story. Tr- trying to throw a party, right? Yeah, They're but we've like, always – I think we've always said on this show the way that I think they think of everything is, like, okay, so there's our constituents, the uh, middle class, upper middle class – higher income people those are our constituents and then anybody that makes less than them are just people we have to manage and like move around and we got to figure them out you know because i don't think they think they're getting any votes from yeah from people without money and and like that that's what i think i think they and i don't think they understand that everybody can see I think that they think of us as they think of a large group of people in this country as they need to be managed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be a shithound about it all, but at the end of the day, like paying attention to this stuff is funny. But for me, just knowing that the f- folks pulling the strings that make the final decision are the same, like reptilian, not looking out for us fucking people. That's you know really fucked over Bernie in 2016. You know. Well, that's the, the other guy's thing insanely too. popular. Like, if I was running a marketing company, like the guy just has everything. Yeah. Doesn't no convincing. No one no one no one has to be convinced. Wouldn't even be hard. It would the enthusiasm. Again, we've talked about this since the last election, but that the Democratic National Convention was the most lifeless thing I've ever seen. I just have never felt a lifeless vibe like I did in that city and when we were watching the convention on TV. It just there was no enthusiasm. And then I I, I look at my timeline and I, I talk to people and and I, I talk to more socialists and I see a real enthusiasm for somebody. And this is the Democrats saying you can't have this guy. Yeah. This this you can't have. There's only two choices, and you're not. There's, there's. Well, I mean, it's like any company, man. It's like the the they're just the people that they like. The yeah. People that they want or that they envision being the leader, right? Yeah. I mean, there are people that hate his guts. That that's sure. been fun to watch on. You know, I, I've been laughing. Subjective. They've been making up stories and shit. It's been pretty oh, fun yeah, to yeah. watch. You know, and. uh I mean, those, but that's not a lot of people. That's the other thing. Like, all these people, 
all these people online that are talking about it's like 15 fucking bloggers you know who yeah. cares right they that their opinion on this isn't going to swing anything in any way it just the shittiest thing in the world is that twitter drives all the mainstream narratives it seems like it it does drive it because the the bernie is sexist thing comes from twitter right and then somehow it's leaked to it Facebook. It gets to other... Because it gets to journalists. Because all the fucking journalists are on Twitter. Right. And they think that Twitter is the voice of the people. And then what happens is this small place where, you know, it's a couple million people. Most of them not even fucking paying attention. Yeah. This small place decides the conver- conversation all the way up to the election. And it's such a, like, a non-indicator of anything. Because if it was an indicator of anything... Hillary Clinton would have won that fucking election. Right, right. People were out there saying, you need to go vote for her. On there, all night, that night, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not an indicator of fucking anything. It's a, it's not a big... To, like, the only reason it's big is because it's where the people from the media go. Yeah. And the people that run the news stations, Chris Hayes and those people like that, they get their shit from those... from From Twitter, and then... It drives, like, this story. It sucks. It fucking sucks because it's the most unhealthy way to drive a story. Yeah. Drive this story, you know? Yeah. It's the, it's a place where everybody's damaged. Like, every everybody has an agenda and, and everybody is just yelling at each yeah. other. And that's why, to them, it feels like everybody's yelling at each yeah. other. But I can go... And, See, I, I talked to normal people about in that last election, and I didn't see the same kind of vitriol during Hillary. During the primary, people were not screaming at each other. People aren't screaming at each other in real life over this primary. I no, just know no. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well, there's the people that are trying to convince you that they are a viable candidate, and then there's this guy that just kind of represents what most people think government should be doing anyways, which is like looking out for everyone, you know? Yeah. And uh, it, it really is. I just, I, I think I, I just get frustrated, man. I'm apathetic about the whole thing because I'm super frustrated to know that it's not a matter of popularity. It's not a matter <laughs> of the people's choice. It's, it's managing and like political fighting yeah. and, and, and like you know you have to be the most willing. corporate person wins i mean when you look at his his donations yesterday like like he has out he outraised everybody else that's running for president yesterday within a couple hours of announcing his presidency and the, it came from like a hundred and three thousand different donors donating 27 dollars. Right. right right that that's a real thing that is a real fucking thing well, let's find out where did everybody else get their money? Where, how many different donors do the other people that are running have? Right. I just wonder. It's just this grassroots thing. You know, they did it to the Republic. I think Ron Paul was kind of the beginning of this. I don't think he was a good uh, guy, but I felt like he inspired a bunch of people. And the Republicans kind of engineered their way around him, too. You know, like, and that's, they're doing this to Bernie Sanders. They're, they're, 
I, I, they're going to build. I don't know how it works. You know, I don't, I don't have any way to understand how the money works. But they they build a big mailing list through this guy. They use this guy to build their mailing list and get all these people so that on November second they can start screaming at them about how yes your guy didn't win and we fucking engineered it so that he had no chance to win but we still need you to come out and vote to save the world from donald trump right right yeah and that's our world yeah that's great it's daily life <laughs> you want to hear a funny story let's get into an uh, let's get into yes, uh, anything but this let's go to something else here i got a good one this is from the washington post in washington dc okay oh this is great this is not actually a good story. This make me mad. This make me mad. A Florida student is facing misdemeanor charges after a confrontation with his teacher that began with his refusal to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and escalated into what officials described as disruptive behavior. This is the type of thing I'd be proud of my kid for doing. Sure. I think you shouldn't. Why? Are, we shouldn't be making. We don't make people pray. Right. Right. And saying the Pledge of Allegiance to me... It's a prayer. It, yeah. It's oh, part of the... a beautiful prayer. It's an American Bible. It's a prayer. <laughs> yeah. This much of a prayer. It's a prayer. It's not... You're not, like, talking about Jesus and you can take under God out of it, but America, in that thing, feels like kind of like a Jesus. A little... It's like a half Jesus. It's nothing that is essential to your education and really... It's only about insub- uh, like subordination, yeah. I guess, right? It's only what? about like even... saying that you you follow the rules every single time just because the teacher says so, right? Yeah, because... I guess like one of my feelings about it is is that like part of me thinks about it like, oh, Susanna. You know, we all go to school and we all learn the song, oh, Susanna. And like nobody likes that song. Nobody's like a big fan of the song, oh, Susanna. Oh, don't you crap for me. But you learn it. In music class. So you did when I was a kid. Okay. You would learn it in music class. Yeah, I and think, I think we look at the pledge. Like we look at it like that, but it's wrong to look at it like that. Because it is not that. You know, it's not a traditional folklore thing. It is a pledge. The pledge is, I mean, okay, so I, I'm, I, okay, so the reaction to the pledge, like, wait, is that what they say at the football games? Is that what Kaepernick was doing? Oh, no, they do the other song. The uh, Star Star Spangled Banner. Right. So. The pledge is creepier than that. The pledge is way creepier, but the pledge is way more untouchable. Like, I don't hear anybody complaining about the pledge. Well, they took Under God out that one time. did the best thing, but. The whitest kids you know did a good thing. Well, they took Under God out at one point. And, but, well, they added under God, and then an atheist was like, I don't like this under God. And I'm like, you're arguing the wrong thing, my guy. Like, you should just not like the whole thing. Yeah, I would love to get it removed from the school. Especially because my school is, like, super, my kid's school is super progressive and is, like, really focused on, like, uh, you know, history and, like, uh, um, lifting, like, minority voices and things like that. They're really focused on that. I think that it would be, like, Huge for them to do something. Can like I ask that. you if you've ever? I'm going to try to go. I I, I might. Dare I might. I I just want to see what what they'll say. <laughs> I'm going to do it and see what Dude, they you're say. You're a radio host, yeah. and like you're an activist, and it's not like they can say like this is expected from you. This is behavior that is expected from you in your career. So you, it's not weird for you to do. You know what I like? If the news would the news would cover it. If I you just did. don't think she understands what she's pledging to. No, uh, she has no idea. 
None. She, she doesn't understand that she's pledging. She's she a sweet little girl that loves her teacher, and then her teacher is telling her to pledge her life to her country, which is her country is not doing shit for her, right? I mean, the schools, they're talking about Columbus State Columbus City Schools might be have a state takeover. Yeah. Oh, we're okay. having a meeting right. about it. Yeah, there's that might, might, might fucking happen. So I don't know why she would pledge allegiance to that fucking government. Right. Well, I, I'm... I'm kind of, it's one, I should do it too. I'm a coward, of course. Like, that's the kind of thing my wife, your wife is is different than mine. And that if you were going to do something you believed in, she'd be like, go for it. My <laughs> wife would be like, you're going to make us an outcast. They're going to come over here with pitchforks and torches and fucking murder us in the middle of the night because you go in there. They're going to start investigating your drug use or right. some weird. My yeah. wife is so terrified about that shit. But it really is such a radio host thing to do to go to a meeting, come up and say, why y'all saying the pledge? Like, yeah. can we not say the pledge here? Can we cancel that? Yeah. But that, you know what they're going to say to you? Your daughter doesn't have to say the pledge. She can sit down. Yeah. But then look what you've done to your daughter. Yeah. That's why we have to get rid of the fucking pledge. A hundred percent. Because I don't want my kid well, to be a fucking outcast because she don't want to do the fucking pledge. Well, they arrested this fucking kid. Well, yeah. The student, a sixth grader at Lawton Childs Middle Academy in Lakeland, Florida, east of Tampa, refused to stand up for the pledge in a February 4th incident, telling the teacher that he thinks the flag and national anthem are racist against black people, according to an affidavit. The teacher then had what appeared to be a contentious exchange with the boy. If living in the United States is so bad, why not go to another place to live, substitute teacher Anna Alvarez asked the student, according to a handwritten statement See, from her. You you, you like fire that fire that kid. Fire that teacher. I know. How are you gonna say that to this a is, fucking kid? How? We're gonna go into fantasy world real quick where like the police have <clears throat> our community servants, there's community policing, and they have some sort of thing they have some sort of servant, like some sort of use. Yes. If you fuck up, you get fired. Right? I think if, she should be fired. And the same with teachers, too. Like, if, if you can't deal with kids, if you can't do the fucking job, get out of there. Right? Well, Brett, if it was anything else in the world, that would have happened. It I, just happens to be the pledge. The, the It just happens to be the pledge. <laughs> That's what it is, dude. Like, she, this kid would... this no, She was being, like, racist to him, though. No, I... She was like, get out of my... She was basically, get out of this country. No, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm saying that... Uh, that's what I'm saying. She would have been in trouble if this was anything other than the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, if this was anything right, in this right. whole entire world else, <laughs> she would be in trouble. But it's the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's like politicians with strip clubs. My dad once told me... But I don't know why he told me this, but there was like an adult bookstore that people used to uh, the, that people used to protest outside of by my house, and I always said like uh, I always wondered why they protested and shit. And I think somebody told me once it might not even be my dad; it was somebody. But he's like, "Well, no politicians is gonna go stand on a stage and be like, we need to have more strip clubs." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense now. Nobody's gonna go out and say." These teachers uh, should stop forcing people to say the like no respectable person like a guy with this, Chris Hayes isn't going to go on TV and say that he's he's a lib you know there's these liberals that they they ain't going to come on TV and I mean, say we should cancel the pledge but that's the thing though is that the brainwashing has worked man 
Like, we're dealing with, like, 90% of fucking people love that thing and don't think it should be touched. <laughs> they think it's weird. I know that. People are bothered by it. If you mentioned it, even people that don't agree with it, people that would say America is a murderous fucking country that is in, you know, needs to be stopped, but they would be like, but I don't know if we should get rid of that, you know? It just makes people feel fucking uneasy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, me and you have always had just, that kind of thing in, it, in like, real life. <clears throat> that when, you, when you're having a conversation with somebody about politics... You're not allowed to go. You're not allowed to go in certain directions. There's a bunch of directions you're not allowed to go into, and once you start, but once you start going anti-American, you become sac- sacrilegious, yes, basically, right. and they wash their hands of you, and yep. the, the conversation's over. You're not allowed to think about life in a world without America. And it's the same thing with like religion too, where like from the earliest, your earliest memories, people are telling you about this religion and telling you that you're going to go to hell for doing these things. And even as you grow old and you find the world to be different than that, you still are racked with this guilt from it because it's literally all you've known since you were a child. That's what's like so dangerous about doing this shit that, you know, to like my kid is that she's so impressionable right now. And you're placing these thoughts inside of her that, she pledged allegiance to this place, you yeah. know? Well, uh, and let's let's get to the because there's more to the story. Uh, so if living in the United States is so bad, why not go to another place to live? Substitute teacher Anna Alvarez asked the student, according to a handwritten statement from her. They brought me here, the boy replied. Alvarez responded by saying, well, you can always go back because I came here from Cuba and the day I feel I'm not welcome here anymore, I would find another place to live. She then called the school office as she did not want to keep dealing with the student, according to the statement. Um, Officials said the situation escalated. The student yelled at the administrative dean and a school resource officer with the Lakeland Police Department after they came to the classroom, accusing them of being racist and repeatedly refusing to leave the room. Now, here's something... Here's something I want to say cuz this is at the beginning of the this is at the beginning of the story under the stock photo of the American flag. The Supreme Court ruled in 1943 that schools cannot require students to salute the flag or recite the pledge oh, citing shit. first amendment rights. Yeah. So this is a right that yeah. already exists, right? The motherfucking thing they're pledging allegiance to gives this kid the right to do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. So this teacher now is a hundred percent wrong. Right. This kid shouldn't be in the office. But that's we talk about this with sovereign citizens all the time. This is why we want to sit down. This is why I want to have a sit down television show where I sit sovereign citizens down and say, "Yes, I get all of what you're saying. I, I know that you were just born here. You didn't agree to be a part of this thing. Right. But they will beat you up and kill you if <laughs> like that. Right. It's like it doesn't matter that it's not fair." Right. They can still beat you up and kill you. Right. And that's what this is. This kid is in their rights. And this is a two-second thing. Oh, he's sitting for the pledge. Okay? Why are you sitting for the pledge? This country's racist. Well, I don't agree with you, but okay. Right. But instead, this escalated over and over again. To a child being arrested. We're talking... Well, yeah. And and that's where we're... So, officials say that... So, here's what we got. Officials say the system... The situation escalated. The student yelled... Okay, so he yelled up. Suspend me. I don't care. This school is racist. The student who is black told the dean as he walked out of the classroom, classroom with his backpack, according to the affidavit. According to a statement from the Lakeland Police Department, the boy then created another disturbance and made threats while he was escorted to the office. He was later charged by police with disruption of a school facility and resisting an officer without violence. But Wait, here's the what? Thing. 
Here's the thing. Wait, resisting without violence is a charge. <laughs> that is a new. That's probably from Jaw Jacket. Jaw Jacket. You're not. Remember when that guy called the officer a bitch and a hoe, and he went and yelled at him? Yeah. Don't do that. They made a law against that. Jesus. Not to call your officer a bitch or a hoe anymore. <laughs> but that is not what. Let's be fucking honest here. Let's be a hundred. Let's be straight up here. He got suspended. Because he didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance. That's, that's why it. he got arrested. And that's why he got suspended. This kind of thing only gets out of hand when these patriotic people get involved. They're yeah. the ones that take everything too far. Oh, yeah. It's no. a wonderful country. You can say whatever you want, except for don't fucking sit down while we're singing our sacred song. <laughs> no, they're the might make right people yeah. all the time. Yeah. When I was a kid... In fifth grade, there was this kid I went to school with. Me, uh, and I had a couple friends. And every morning when the pledge came, we would sit. Right. Through it as a gag. Sure. I wasn't, like, not patriotic. I wasn't making a political statement. It was just like, how many days can we sit down before Swim. the teacher catches us? Right, Six right. days for me. I got away with it six times. That was like my record. I don't remember anybody else's record, but I remember being really proud. Like, damn, six times I got away with this. Sure. And, uh... I just imagine if somebody wanted to take that really far back then. I was 11. I was a fucking idiot. I was just dicking around. This kid has a legitimate gripe right. with this country. He it, he thinks it's a racist country. That's a hundred percent legitimate. And and you know, uh, there's probably people. I, I you know, we all know we all know how teenagers and kids are, and we all know that like maybe he didn't. Maybe he was just being a pain in the ass that day, or sure. he came to school in a bad mood. He's allowed. He's just allowed to do yeah. that. We're all humans, and they threw this kid in jail because he didn't stand for the sacred song. Right is right. what they really did. Yeah. Um, because right. this creating a disturbance. Shit, the teacher created this disturbance. Oh, yeah. This disturbance you was could, nothing. You could have ignored it and just continued on, and then had your fucking class. Now, now you've made a big stink about this kid that stood up. Against the pledge. Yeah. How, maybe other students now would be like, I, it is kind of racist, you know? It is, yeah. Well, it, 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 look, it's a black kid that they took to jail, too. Sure, they, yeah. That's the other thing. Is I, I don't know. It, it just, I don't think a little white boy's threats would have been treated the same way either. Somebody that's like me, like somebody that looks like me, would they have said I was threatening them if I said I'm going to whoop your ass or something to a cop? No, they would be like, this fucking rascal well, out here is bad-mouthing. Well, you know? that's what I think, too, is that there's even comments from his mom that says, like, he's not really like that. I was pretty shocked to hear that he would say any of this stuff, you know? Yeah. Because uh, like police like, said in the news. Maybe, maybe he did say, like, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, you can't do this to me. And they're like, oh, is that a threat? Yeah. Were you going to do something about it? You they know? fucking love doing that, They dude. do. They That's love to hype you up. thing. Yeah. We got to get Jason on sometime to talk about all the crazy things police has said to him. Like, just, like, because if you're a bigger guy, too. That's another thing they'll do. If you're like a big, strong Challenge guy, you. They'll just be like, oh, what? Are you fucking resisting? And it's like, no, I'm fucking talking to you like a person. I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. That's the thing here. And this is bullshit. Like, what happened to this kid is fucking bullshit. Yeah, this is awful. You know? And if I'm his That mom, teacher needs to be fucking fired. I know. That teacher is a huge problem. That's not how you handle things. And we're yeah. learning, I guess, that there is a conservative 
I don't think all teachers are. I think most teachers, there's a lot of good teachers. There's teachers that listen to Street Fight. There's teachers that are <laughs> You just liberal. don't you don't want to hurt our base. I know. We have so many teachers that listen to this Librarians. Show, but they work with fucking awful, disgusting people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they say it, too. They're like, you know, there's a lot of conservative teachers. And there are a lot of conservative teachers out there. And I don't know how we deal with it because you can't stop. If somebody wants to teach kids, right, and they have the ability to do so like if somebody that's fine but it seems as though some people get involved with kids that don't have an ability to deal with kids or just don't have the right kind of temper to deal with this cop if a cop has to take a kid to jail he doesn't fucking know how to deal with kids yeah yeah. like if you have to grab a teenager and take them to jail not a teenager how old was this kid? 11. Okay, so if you have to if you get into a thing with an 11-year-old right. and you have to take that 11-year-old to jail, you're a fucking pro- like that's yeah. your problem. You don't need to be around kids because an 11-year-old never has to go to jail. Yeah. yeah. Unless they beat somebody with a hammer or shoot somebody, they there's other ways to solve problems. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, especially I mean, one like sitting through the fucking pledge. Especially when like this isn't even something new. Like if this was 1963, right? Yeah, and some guy like was wearing a fucking Elvis T-shirt in class, and was like, "I'm not gonna say the fucking pledge." Well, I'm not gonna say the pledge. Then then they would cats beat the shit. But like, it's it's happening. Like Kaepernick uh, set the standard for this. This isn't like new. This shouldn't be out of nowhere, right? Yeah, I would have. I mean, you should. I would have at least as a school. I would expect them to say, like, "Here's our policy of what to do when kids fucking want to sit through the pledge or the whatever the fucking goofy song is." Star Spangled Banner. Is that what it's called? The Star Spangled Banner is the one they sing at sporting events. Okay. The, all, the Jose? No, the it's about Jose. Oh, say. Jose. That one. And then there's the other one where Can they're like, uh, they have that other song. What? And tomorrow, the be- all the things were gone. That's a no, fireworks. That's that, the fireworks song. <laughs> that's the fireworks song. Fourth of July song. Yeah. That's Proud just the Fourth of American. July song. Don't be worrying about that. No, there's the other. God bless America. Because in New York, no, them motherfuckers be- in New York will do... The pledge, or not the pledge? They do the Star Spangled Banner, okay. and then in the seventh inning, they'll do God Bless America. Oh, you just got to do the whole thing. And then there is My Country, <laughs> that, that's a of the I haven't heard that. Sweet land of I haven't heard that in a long time. I don't even know what that song is. Why don't we yeah. hear that song anymore? I used to have to sing America's- it. Land where my fathers died, land of the Pilgrim's pride. You had to sing that. I did. I did in school. We did them all, dude. I only remember. And Oh Susanna. I don't know if you ever yeah, did I remember Susanna. Oh Susanna. Oh Susanna. Don't you cry for me. I yeah. remember that one. And they sing like, like, why? What is, how is this relevant to it's me? It's so degenerate now. They sing like Fatiana in choir now. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? No. <laughs> These kids are in choir singing, don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it up now! Break that shit down. <laughs> the ACLU of Florida issued a rebuke in the wake of the controversy. This is outrageous. Students don't lose their First Amendment rights when they enter the schoolhouse gate. The group said on Twitter, "This is a prime example of the overpolicing of black students in schools." I want to get to the first part of that, though. I this is a prime example of the overpolicing of black students in schools. This is that. I 100 sure. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But the first sentence where it says this is outrageous students do not lose their first amendment rights when they enter the schoolhouse gates 
I had I, so many teachers. That's true. Tell me that the Constitution didn't the, apply to me yes. in school because I was always no. I was always trying to get like a, a pleading the fifth, a kind yep. of uh, yep. I, like if they caught me smoking in the bathroom, I prove it. You know, right? Right. <laughs> Would you prove I was doing it? Right. It don't work that way. I they just right, gotta say it. It's I'm, all hearsay. I have a right to a speedy trial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I'd and like I, to appeal this detention. I sir. actually. I can't, uh, I can't uh, afford representation, so I expect the school will be providing something for me. For me, it would be like my parents will refuse to defend me, so I feel yeah. like somebody should bring in some mean parents. Yeah, I, I need like some. Me. Yeah, I need some like tiger parents. Yeah, so like bring in tough parents. I get to sit at the school and defend the students whose parents are wieners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be hired as the parent. You show up. You're like, I do, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be at work right now. <laughs> That's the first thing you say. Yo, yeah, doing my oh, job. You, not babysitting this kid. That's you your brought job. me in for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I should be allowed to sit at a school in dirty car hearts and <laughs> yell at Talk teachers the when they get mad at the students. <laughs> I'm gonna let students pay me. Get on Venmo, dude. Get on Venmo and Instagram and ha- get a be a paid parent. Get some of these rich kids, Instagram kids, to fly you out and be their dirty dad. <laughs> that shows up at school. Fucking Carhartt, just cussing, Carhartt just bins, letting just cuss cussing. words fly. Smell like cigarettes. Yeah. It's like somebody <laughs> blows cigarettes all over me. <laughs> oh, what? What are we doing here? I I would like. I should put a thing in Venmo where it's like, if you want to put my phone number instead of your parents' phone number uh, on your school sheets as yes. a contact, yeah. you can do that, but it's going to cost you $30 a month. Right, it's like right. a subscription service where if they call me, I'll just cuss them out, and then they can't call me anymore. I was actually talking to a teacher, maybe it was a principal, after one of the live shows, and they kind of talked about how like sometimes you'll have a student... That you, the easiest way to punish them is to just say, I'll call your parents. And then you have other students where that threat right. goes right up. Doesn't work. Yeah. Brett's parents, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, you don't want them in here. They're going to create a lot of problems. My parents <laughs> yeah. did the... Yeah, my parents were not good to deal with. <laughs> I remember some... I, I was always so embarrassed because actually I remember some of those classes... Where I actually really cared and gave a shit and had like a thoughtful thing, and my teacher recognized that and we had like a good relationship. And then my parents would come in and like just throw a fucking fit, and I would see that like precious, normal person with the dis- dysfunctionality of my parents, the weight of it just bearing down on them and being like, I'm so fucking sorry, Miss, <laughs> Miss Lynn. You shouldn't have done Miss this. Lynn. Miss Lynn, you shouldn't have had a parent took the extra conference. time. You wanted to talk to him. Yeah, it didn't the, work out, though. You could have, like, and if you would have told them, like, you don't want to have parent-teacher conference. Yeah, yeah. They don't like, want to come here. Right. You don't want it. Right. She would have never believed you, though. Right. She would have still wanted No, your parents are probably reasonable. Sure, no, sure. they're not. Jason one time got in trouble. We had a crafts class together, and everything we made was satanic or had cigarettes on it because we were just being edgelords, you know? And uh, we had to make these craft hands, these ceramic, like, clay hands. Okay, okay. Right? And Jason made his, like, doing the radical dude. Chaka bra? Yeah, the idea was to, like, like hollow it out here. Ah, for a pipe? put a little thing on the end and then you could just brush it off and you got yourself a nice little pipe and then he painted it black and he painted these leaves around it 
uh, not, they didn't even fucking look like weed leaves. Okay. They looked like little vines, right, Jason? They were like just little vines. And they called my fucking teacher, Mr. Buckley, who's like the drug and alcohol teacher, who also Jason had called him Mr. Buck, like sang the Mr. Bucket song to him. Uh-huh. So he's already just irritated his shit out of him, you yeah. know? Because we used to walk by him and be like, Mr. Buckley. He's fucking some fun. <laughs> so, and Mr. He was Buckley, like, <laughs> the balls pop out of my mouth. <laughs> and he was so like, he was so our like it, of all the people in school, there was like the principal, the vice principal was our biggest enemy, Mr. Holcomb, whom Jason called Nipple Face because he was always pink. <laughs> like the amount of disrespect this guy was able to pull off was just top level <laughs> sure. for me. It was something I admired because I was afraid of him. Yeah, and then after him. There were like this series of what they called disciplinarians. There were like five or six teachers oh, who would like take counsel. Right. Well, they would take from okay, she has A to L. He has L to oh, whatever of the students. They get assigned. And then you would come in and it, basically what it was was like, well, you didn't show up to Saturday school, you're suspended. Oh, uh, you have 13 detentions and you're not coming to them. You got to go to end school suspension. Right. Yeah, you know, this is basically every time I talked to him, that was kind of the whole thing. And uh, my parents got so fired up at this guy. It's the only time they ever yelled at anybody. Because it, like, wasn't weed leaves. Right. He called them in and was like, they're leaves. You know what he's talking about. And they're like, how do you even know what he's talking What is he supposed to paint on this right. hand? Is right. there some special thing? I'm just like, I Don't love- censor my child's <laughs> art. Right. But nothing. Were we- you trying to do weed leaves? Jason, were you trying to do? Oh, also, okay. I'll say so this. You're doing an he interpretation also, of, but like, it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was okay. enough for me to say that it wasn't, but enough for them to say that it was. <laughs> okay. He also, let me explain this. He also leafy. wrote Bud on it. Ah. But that oh, was our no. cat's name. Oh, okay. So he was like, well, I'm making it for my fucking cat. You really were just dancing <laughs> on the line there. Doesn't matter, dude. Teacher, right, I know. The teacher, they got trolled. The teacher got triggered. <laughs> right. They're adults. Right. You're just get over it. It's a fucking stupid <laughs> yeah. kid doing it. You go on to the next day. Yeah. You don't give them the satisfaction. <laughs> Don't give him the satisfaction. I know. I know. I don't know why she would freak out every time. If it was satanic, she would freak out. It's like, don't freak out. That's like exactly what I'm trying to get you to do is freak out. That kid will never stand for the flag ever again. And I bet if you would have just let things run its course, he would have just ended up at Chase Bank, like going to hockey games on the weekend and saluting the flag. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. This kid will never stand again. Right. Um, The American. So the 11 year old. Boy's mother, Dakira Talbot, was not immediately available for comment Sunday, probably because she was at fucking work, but she told Bay News 9 that the teacher was wrong and that the school overstepped its authority by punishing her son, who was taken to, to a juvenile detention center and suspended for three days. Oh, God. Suspension for three days is the top... Okay, in my school, suspension for three days, then suspension for 10 days, then expulsion. Suspension for three days is the, is one of the stiffest like uh, punishments you can get in school. Yeah, it's th- that's like one of the that's the stiff one. That's the one that's supposed to scare you. Right. It never did, and like that never worked on a. It single doesn't person. make any sense because no. <laughs> person doesn't like school anyways. I, I know. You're just giving them time off. Let me give you three days off. Oh, god damn it. Yeah. You know you're not allowed to make up your work for those threes. What? Yeah. I can't make up my homework. Oh, jeez, I wasn't doing it anyway. Yeah, I'm sure my negligent parents are going to uh, really be hard on me during these three days. <laughs> An underrated part of the story I wrote about the history of street fight that doesn't come off in the article was that 
I read Howard Stern's Miss America two times in three days because I was in in-school suspension at a three-day in-school, which usually I had to serve two, but if you were bad, they would tack on that extra day. And of course, I always had to serve three because I would always like make up a thing where it was like, you were only allowed to go to the bathroom two times a day with the whole class, but I would always like throw a fucking temper tantrum and say, "Bo, go to the bathroom now," and like just get into a whole thing with the teacher. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I read this book in two days because I didn't do any work at all. I didn't do any homework. I was there. They ha- they brought my work to me in a folder, and I was like, I didn't even bring a pencil. <laughs> yeah, there's just some people you can't. That's why I I firmly believe. In, like, if there's a person like me in the class and I express interest in anything in the whole world, you should just fucking just do that. Just, right. You go do that. Right. You know? Because I think most students wouldn't. Most students. Most students would just opt to do regular school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to. I don't know what I wanted to. I don't know what it would have been at the time. Comedy. It's just like they should have just let me sit in a room and be a goofball or something sure. somewhere or writing or anything. Uh, I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm hurt more so for my son. My son has never been through anything like this. Talbot told the TV station. He went to jail, dude. Like that is really fucked. The, like the fact that they took him to they took him and actually put him in jail for, for sitting through the pledge of allegiance. They're saying they're all feeling justified. They're all feeling justified because he probably said something that could technically be construed as a threat. Sure. It wasn't a threat. It was never a threat, you know. Fuck this school district. Fuck these teachers. This is like one of those things we talk about where we talk about a court case and you hear about um where you hear about a court case, and you're like, how did this get all the way in front of all these adults and end like this? Right. <laughs> this this yeah. is kind of the same thing. Yeah, they just kept fucking it up over and over again. Nobody just stopped and was like, wait a second. This actually doesn't fucking matter at all. Yeah. No, it didn't. It, that You're right. Um, I want two more things. These are work-related, and I just want to ask you a question about something. And then we got uh, what we love to read, a story about work-life balance. Oh, great. Some Some just... Some advice from Fast Company about Ooh, work-life balance interesting. by a person who probably gets paid to be a blogger for a living. Yeah. Um, so somebody on Facebook was posting in the Street Fight group because the name Terry was in the post. Uh-huh. But it had an interesting, I think it was very interesting to me, and I wanted to bring it up to you. Okay. Terry was clipping their fingernails at their desk. Right. And this was a problem. Right. I don't think it's a problem. I don't know why it's a problem. Are you okay? Would you be okay with the person? Work, this is this is the workplace we're in, okay? I'm making this workplace up to make it the maximum amount. We are in cubicle. Like, it's a call center with the cubicle yeah, yeah, yeah. that comes out and the desk, and then it's over and over, right? This person sitting right next to you. They're clipping their fingernails. What the fuck is wrong with that? What's Like, why? Why are we caring? I don't think it's that bad. I, I don't know where I stand on this, to be honest. What's I feel wrong with like fingernails? I'm going to say that it is a handed down, like, manners about what you can and can't do and where that stays. But nails are really just not that fucking gross. And That's what I've been saying. <laughs> and people were like, there's doo-doo under your nails. And I'm like, I mean, so there might what? be doo-doo under your it's fucking nails. It's all over nails. the inside of your fucking mouth, too. There's poop. That is the other thing, dude. We're living in it. Yeah. There's That's fucking- what's so weird about, like, 
when they talk about antibacterial and all this or that or like fighting against germs, it's like germs aren't taking us down. Like we're no. t- it's too sanitized is what I'm hearing. Yes, thank you. If you're a listener but and you're in the chat, will you please fucking? It seems rude though because I know it does gross some people out. But we need to talk to these people. That's what I'm trying to. It say. does seem performative. Mean, I just don't know what how you. That's a learned behavior to be bothered by it. The sound is annoying. I guess. The sound? No, yeah. it's a. Yeah, it's annoying. No, no, no. You, you're see, you're you're pulling here. That's what I'm trying to say. Everything that every human does is annoying. Every human that's not you. Everything that you. Everything the human that's not you does is annoying. All your fucking habits are annoying to somebody. All my habits are annoying to somebody. We need to live in a world where we understand that we're all have things that annoy people. And clipping your fingernails seems like the least annoying thing in the world. I can't think of one thing less that's like less annoying than that. Not not clipping your nails? Okay, not clipping your nails, but you're over there fucking... uh, Oh, uh, you know what I usually do? I shake my foot. I'm a shaky boy, right? Yeah. I'm always so. shaking. Yeah. You know? People always say that's fucking annoying. That's not fair. That's just what I do. And then I have to stop shaking. And you know how I feel when I stop shaking? Horrible. Fucking horrible. Because I can't move my leg. Why is that annoying you? Why is the shaking annoying? Why is the uh, tapping your foot annoying you? We have to be more understanding that people are, we're all annoying creatures. Every one of us are annoying creatures. I I believe that, and and we just don't have you any... You don't believe in public decorum at all. I don't think that's a get... What I'm saying is, if this person was fucking picking their ass at their desk, that's a problem, okay? Why? This, because it's gross. That's gross. Picking your ass is way different than clipping your nails, right? I would fucking... Dude, I'll tell you what. I'll eat your fingernails. Okay. Clip your nails the next time. Let's do Cook this. them into a fucking cake and I'll eat your goddamn fingernails. Oh, it has to be in a cake? Well, fucking... I will eat your fingernails. Well, I was going to roast them with, like, uh, some sort of chili Fine, powder. put some balsamic vinegar on there or something like that. Get a reduction on it. I will fucking do it. But I don't I, think uh, it's that bad. I it's really just one. think that it's like... It's you know not... It's, it's just... Some people do things when they're uncomfortable. This reminds me of when people think hair is gross, too. And that doesn't gross me out at me all. Me either. It's like inanimate. It's just not like... They're not, they're not like covered with like fluids or anything. Right. Like they're not, I'm straight they're up not eat your hair. fleshy or gooey or anything. Exactly. I would eat your hair. I, you know what? <laughs> Fill a dumpster with hair and I'll jump in it. I don't care. What's going to happen? I'm going to get hair disease? <laughs> We're doing... I don't know how our show has become like uh, we've become we were like in the germ arena now. No, like I'm food, just, food safety and hygiene. That's true. No, I'm just so I just think that like when you're at work and you're working in an office, all the comforts that you can uh, any comfort that you could have, anything that would make you feel comfortable and better. I want to facilitate that. I want you to feel good at your office. I want you to feel good here, Brett. I want you to sit down, do the podcast, and I want you to do whatever it takes to make you feel good and comfortable and have fun, okay? And if that's clipping your fucking fingernails, there's a lot less, there's a lot worse things for you to be doing over there, you know? You be spitting, just spitting fucking uh, uh, those things, uh, sunflower seeds. Uh-huh. You're just splitting, like that's gross. 
fingernails and hair are not gross. Okay. And that's all. Okay. That's all. Settled. You know. Okay. See, this guy's talking about picking zits and eating it. Don't do that. At Don't work. do that. We're yeah. not trying to tell you to do. We're not trying to tell. I'm not saying do gross things. I'm just trying to get to the He's bottom the of why we nails. Think what's wrong with fingernails and hair. Like when hair gets in your food and people like. There's so many people they'll they'll get like a hair in their food and they go into a panic tailspin. Yeah. The fucking might as well call nine one one and the FBI and report the company. For me, I'll fucking finish it. My daughter was just talking about the other day. I'm I feel like I've taught her pretty well too. Is uh, she was telling me the other day every time my wife makes avocado toast for her, she gets some hair in it and she's just like I just pick out the hair and just throw it to the side uh, and I'm like fuck yeah man that's it yeah put a hair in there put so, some hair in there. And then take it out. Yeah. Um, Just letting y'all know, uh, I will eat Brett's fingernails. And is if you guys agree. If you so, get hit by one, though. Here, I don't care. What? Oh, God. Somebody got a fingernail on me. It's not even their toes. Which I wouldn't mind then either. Toenails. You're down with taking off socks and shit? Fine with it. Wait, I saw somebody doing it at a gas station. The stink? Last summer. And I didn't care. In uh, Tennessee. Right on the counter. So, I am not rocking raw. I rock raw denim on stage, Carmen or Cameron. I'm gross though. I don't care. So anyway, that's all. I, I would like to hear your opinions on this. Maybe the next time we get a call-in show rolling, you can call in and tell me why this is a problem. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do anything with your fingernails if you mail them here, listeners. Let's yeah, take now a people look are going to bring you Ziploc bags full of fingernails. That would be the funniest thing that we could possibly get. A, I'll build a fucking, I'll tell you what, you mail me all your fucking fingernails and I'll make macaroni out, art out of those motherfuckers. Yeah, you should do some folk art or something. I'm not freaked you out by like him, dude. a castle out of fingernails. I'm not freaked out by anything that <laughs> comes from a human body except for... What about blood? Poop, pee, blood, and cum. Okay, those that's... are the only things I'm freaked out by. <laughs> Those are all the gross things, though. That's all the gross boogers. I don't like boogers. You don't I like guess. boogers? No, I hate them. Oh, you know what makes me throw up sometimes? What? You breathe in and you like get a full dry booger in your throat uh-huh. instead of a lug. I will fucking go off on the gag with that. I've had it happen in public where I'm just like, <laughs> it's gross. So anyway, uh, let's look at work-life balance. Okay. Because we like to read about that. We like to know what's going on with work-life balance, right? Yeah, it's important. This is the secrets of the most productive people from Fast Company. We need to stop striving for work-life balance. Here's why. What? Well, here's why I think we should. Because we should just get rid of the work part (laughs) and just have life. Um, Recently, I received a question from a contact on LinkedIn. She asked me whether I thought work-life balance was dead. My answer? I hope so. Now... Me too. I hope that too. Because I don't want to balance my work and my life. I want it to be completely unbalanced. Where my life like is really heavy and the work is really small. That's the balance I want. I don't want it to be a 50-50 balance or anything like that. To be clear, I'm not advocating that you should give up your quest to have a fulfilling career and a thriving personal life. And I'm definitely not saying that you have to give up one to have the other. I also acknowledge that we have a work-life problem. But I'm arguing that the concept of balance has never been helpful because it's too limiting. You see, our language makes a difference. And how we refer to things matters because it affects our thinking and therefore our actions. 
My son is learning about linguistic determinism in school. Ooh, okay, well, fine. <laughs> the idea is that the words we use shape how we think. So she's going into this whole Eskimos, which is a racist word anyway. They have different words for snow and who live in Norway, Sweden. So you might be wondering what's wrong with the word balance. Let's find out what's wrong with the word balance, Brett. Okay. That's what I'm curious about because I don't know. I don't, I don't really think... Uh, I don't think she's going with the kind of balance we want, is what I'm trying to get at here. You might be wondering what's wrong with the word balance, and what are these alternatives that supposedly help us frame the work-life problem better? Here are three compelling reasons. Work-life balance artificially separates work and life. Now, Artificially? Yeah, they don't... This is all these... Every year, we get a story where they say, no, 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 you blend your work into your life. It's more of a blend. 24 hours a day, you're working and you're off work. That's what we want from you. Well, eight hours a day, you're specifically working. Right. And then the other 16 hours of the day, you're, you're blending right. work in seamlessly into your life. Right. Because unless you're a person that writes a blog for a living, you have to go somewhere. Yeah, you have to be hours. there on time. Yeah, and they want you there. You can't right. just blend. Like me and you, I this is what I, I say this a lot. When it comes to work-life balance, me and you can have a fucked-up work-life balance because our job fucking kicks ass, and we get to have fun doing it. You know, part of our job is, like, getting high and having fun. So, of course, there are going to be times where we're just like, I'll work. I don't care. You yeah. know, I'm more willing to work. And now, if my job was a real job, I would want a clear line of when I'm there and when I'm not there. Yeah. Because yeah. the, it's not I, artificial either. Yeah, no, a clear fucking line. The ideal world, we're all doing work that we're proud of, and that means meaning and purpose to us. But even if your job doesn't give you shivers of joy with each new day, working is a part of what each of us does and a contribution we make to society. Oh, I hate that fucking sh I hate contribution to society. When you separate work and life, it's a little bit harder to make that connection. But when you think of work as part of a full life and a holistic experience, it becomes easier to see that success in one aspect often supports success in another. But again, you're talking about a dream world where we're all working our dream jobs. Yeah. And you're apply you're you're taking these concepts that we have to to help us uh budget our time. Cuz work-life balance is kind of a good concept to budget your time. Well, I mean, in a way. Yeah, I mean, that's I would say that I mean, I've seen that a lot of younger people I know that have now moved up in the company and have said that they want to separate a separation like they get a pushback from their company yeah you know they're like you know they they're like think it's odd that they don't sign up for emails after work and shit like that or aren't available you yeah, know you're supposed like, to live the company right, life right 24 hours a day is what they want they right. don't want you to but like uh, that's not useful to somebody who's not making two hundred thousand oh, dollars right two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year like for that's sure not this this kind of information is not useful for the people that work the most. The most no, of the people that are yeah, working. Most working life is not has anything to do with the balance or, <laughs> or, or rethinking of how to work it in to your day. Yeah, this stuff seems like it's so geared toward almost nobody. You're at the whim of your employer. Yes. We're having a situation now where, well, Erica doesn't have a job and... It's like I have doctor's appointments that I really want to go to, and I'm already thinking about canceling that shit, and I'm just fucking furious about it. 
Yeah. The, like their job was decided how we lived. Yeah. Now now everything's different, you know. Yeah. Now the insurance. Now I can't. Now I can't get the health care that I was enjoying. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. And and so it's more constructive. So lose it. So work life balance suggests a precariousness that isn't helpful. The truth is, there is a precariousness out there. This is bullshit. That's and every workplace is geared toward making you believe that it's a precarious situation. I feel. I don't know a lot of people who don't feel if workplaces aren't geared toward making you feel like you're in a precarious situation, then why does most people I talk to feel like their job is in a precarious situation? Yeah. I mean, I think it yeah. I mean, definitely if you're doing hourly wage shit, they're always telling you that you can be fucking replaced, right. that you're nobody. So let's hear the explanation for this. Losing your balance and failing isn't ple- and falling isn't pleasant. A goal to balance suggests that things are hanging in the balance or could quickly get off balance, and that causes terrible outcomes. That's not true at all. It's more constructive to think of solutions that continue to evolve over shifts in life and work. Rather than falling or failing, you you may have good days or better days or not so good days. These variations are normal, and it's more useful to think of life as an always evolving and changing from day to day, year to year, rather than a high-risk enterprise where things could go wrong in one misstep. The thing is, most days probably won't look like an equilibrium. You might have to stay late at work and grab dinner on the way home one day, or skip your work retreat this year because it coincides with your parents being town. And there's nothing wrong with either of these choices. That's called balance. When you put both of those things on the scale, they fucking balance, dude. (laughs) She did just say balance. She just basically was like, yeah, balance it out, you know? Yeah. And nobody's saying, like, I mean, if well, my work-life balance is that I only work eight hours every single day, and then I drive home, and I spend the whole rest of the time with my family. Like, nobody's saying it. Like, yeah. Work-life balance for people who work for a living, like, real jobs, is that I don't want to be doing this when I'm doing my life. Yeah. The guy that called in at the end of the show last, one of the last callers, right. said, my job isn't who I am. Right. My job is the thing I do to facilitate the things that make me. And if you don't have a work-life balance, your job is who you are. Right, right. That's what they want you to be. They want your job to be who you are. And that's what she's kind of saying, which is, again, totally fine for me. I, my job being it's who just, I am is totally fine for me, but I have the most atypical job. I don't have a job that just, just anybody can get. It's so insidious, too, because I think what it really comes down to is like, so if work asks more of you, then just go with it, you know? Yes. And uh, it's like, that's going to be more often than you being able to blow off work. Yeah. You know, they're not going to yeah. they're not gonna understand when you're like, hey, I worked 70 hours this week, so I'm going to take a break, you know, this Friday. They're like, no, you're fucking not. No, they never understand. That. No. They never do. Like, you know, I've never seen my wife get her time back. Not right. a single time when she works these 60-hour weeks and stuff. I've never seen her get her fucking time back. Right. Or paid more. She didn't get paid more. She's just yeah. on salary, and the next week they expect forty at least forty hours out of her. Even though she worked sixty hours last week, she doesn't get to work a twenty-hour week this week. Yeah, it's just not allowed. Right. You know, it's and true. I've never seen anybody that is allowed to do that because they think of your job as week to week. You should be thinking. It's these people are always telling you that you need to think of your job day to day, week to week, hour to hour, because. If you don't think of them that way, you will fucking know that this isn't going to be your job for the rest of your life. And it's the reality for a lot of people out there that they don't keep, like most people now, 
we're conditioned to believe you're supposed to just keep getting different jobs. Yeah. And that starts you over at another pay scale. Like you, like a lot of people, I mean, some people get a raise, but more often, or maybe not more often, but often there's people getting a pay cut for more possibility at the next job. And you should be able to think about your job if you want to as this is my fucking thing. You know, I don't want to fuck this up and uh, this is going to be it. But they don't want you to do that. They never want you to think of your job as your thing for the rest of your life. I think that's horrible because there were just so many people like when you talk about these golden days that these people think were happening and you were able to get a job at the fucking plant and work there until you were fucking 62 or 55 if you saved right and then you get to go and you don't have to go to the plant anymore and you just get your pension for the rest of your life that i thought that was like the dream really i thought that was but i'm saying i thought that was the middle class that we were shooting that's what that American dream middle class sort of thing is that you get to go to the, you you know, you go to the phone company and you get to work there until you die or until you get to the retirement and then you get to retire. Right. That's not the reality. And, but that's because they never want you to think about your job as a thing that you get to keep. Your job is always like kind of, I'm fucking holding on to it at all time. I'm, I, I always call this job like climbing a slippery rope. It always just feels like, oh, shit, tomorrow I can slide down and <laughs> but right. not have anything. Um, work balance, Work-life balance doesn't allow us to think big enough. Lastly, I think that everyone deserves more than just balance. Balance is a limiting concept. And if we set the bar too low, we won't demand enough of ourselves, our leaders, and our companies. Right now, too many companies are still operating in an either-or mentality, though thankfully it's starting to change. That's why there are several workplaces that penalize parents who choose to take parental leave or assume that employees who don't put in as much face time aren't committed to their jobs. I always like the mantra that you can have it all, just not all at once. These are There are several... There are seasons of life where you'll have less time for yourself and will devote more to school or family or work. I mean, family is yourself, though. i tell you the truth. Yeah. Like, yourself isn't just one person that exists in a vacuum. <laughs> yourself is also, like, your partner, if you have a kid, your fucking yeah. pet, your grandma, your parents. Like, they should be considered part of you. Right. Like, I always, I think, like, instead of sick days, it would be a much more useful thing that, like, a sick day isn't, if you thought of sick days as less for you and more for sickness. These are days designated to deal with sickness. First, you you should get a lot more because people do get sick. But that would be the way to think of sick days. But instead, our sick days are, oh, man, I just caught fucking the flu well you have to have doctor's proof that you're sick too yeah to use them which somebody pointed out today is very classist because there are a lot of people that just can't like afford to go to the doctor yeah maybe the place <laughs> if you're asking working for, at burger yeah. king and they don't if you're if your fucking workplace is asking for a doctor's note they better have fucking health insurance yeah <laughs> you know um so when you think big okay i always so she says you can have it all just not at once there are reasons of life where you'll have less time for yourself and we'll okay when you think big and expect that you can have a positive experience with all that work and life have to offer, you'll be more likely to make that happen. How we t- See, this is bullshit to me. It's just... It's not really that bad, I don't think. It's not terrible. It's just middle of the road. It's really not saying anything. And it's really anything. talk... It's, she's just talking about don't say these words anymore. But yeah. some of the stuff in here is the kind of ways that I don't like talking about work. And I do think... 
work-life balance is a useful, I think it's useful because I think it can be used for our side, I feel, in a way that well, just I mean, saying think- it ebbs, like that this job, you're supposed to flow with the company. I want the I want the company to like flow with me. I want my employment situation to flow with right. me like right. it does for us now. Right. You know? So I want to be able to make the decisions about where I end up and shit like that. And and I want to make the decisions of when I'm going to be on and off work and when I'm going to do things. And that doesn't mean that I get a lot of time off. I mean, we don't take days off doing this show. We never take days off. And and it's because you know, I have pride in what we do and I want to make sure that we always do these shows and shit. But uh I, I I'm lucky in that like my work can be fully integrated into my life. And these people who have jobs like me that write these blogs that are able to integrate their entire work with their life, that's fucking great for them. You yeah, know, yeah. and then it can flow in and out and it, you, it doesn't matter. You, uh, your life outside of work is part of your work and shit like that. That's great. But for people that work normal jobs, it's useful to have a line of demarcation between work and your actual life because you want people to be fully actual. You want people well, to be actualized and you can't be actualized. If you're giving your whole all to the fucking phone well, company. And that's the thing, too. And that's why work-life balance became a thing is because they've been encroaching on our family time with the phones and the emails and shit for, you know, decades now. Yeah. And I, that's why we get in trouble as a generation because we're like, we don't want to fucking work all the time. And then old people are like, you're supposed to work all the time. And it's like, but we don't want to fucking work all the time. You know, we, <laughs> we want to have our own life outside of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, man. This is great. That was a fun show, Brett. Thanks. Uh, somebody who's watching it at work, they said, my work-life yeah. balance is great. I'm like, that's exactly the thing. Like, if, <laughs> again, if you can, if it's easy to integrate it, but I don't want people thinking like, oh, you know, maybe I should, maybe when I'm off and I think things are fucked up and I don't have anything to do, I should call my boss. I want well, them to, like, pick up a fucking violin and... <laughs> Or something, or well, learn how to fucking, or, or read a book, or do anything that they would enjoy. You this, know, make some this, beats. Is this person getting paid for this? Yeah. Is it, see, that's what's unfortunate. I think is like someone takes a concept like, um, you should stand up for yourself, and make time for your life, and and make sure that work doesn't consume everything you do. And someone takes that as a concept and goes. Yeah, man, but, like, the way things work, it's, like, sometimes you'll be, like, working all the time, and it's, like, bro, that fucking sucks, but then other times, like, then you'll be, like, I'm going on vacation with my family, and it's, like, that fucking kicks ass, and then it's, like, you know, you can never really say there's, like, a balance, per se, because sometimes the scale's, like, tipped and shit, so it's it turns it into, like, this stupid, I just don't understand why you broke apart that concept to waste that time to write that. Well, and if you look at, if we started thinking about work-life balance for real, if we really started talking about this and being like, so I get two weeks to myself every year. There's yeah. 52 weeks a year and I get two of them and you get 50 of them. <laughs> that drive, doesn't seem fair. <laughs> I tried 45 minutes to get here back and forth or take, have to take the bus to get here. It takes an hour each way. Yeah. Sometimes it's late. Yeah. Uh, somebody in the chat also said, "Not only do uh, not only do we want to work less, but technology means that we don't need to work as much." That's Rosa Butzenberg. <laughs> That's the name of the oh, okay. So, 
You know, and somebody in there saying two-hour workday, you know I agree with that, but Brett, he wants to keep it at six. That's just his thing, you know? Actually, I shared an article to the Facebook page. There was a company that went to four-hour workdays, or four, I'm sorry, four-day work week, not four-hour workday, four-day work week. They kept the pay the same, and they said they ended up, people ended up doing better at their jobs. Like, everything just got better. Yeah, more efficient. Because yeah. people weren't fucking stuck there miserable. Because right. people weren't spending the most of their day, like, avoiding... Like, they're trying to look busy, you know? Somebody just said, take three hours off of every day we got. Make an eighth non-business day between Wednesday and Thursday. I think that's a good idea. Like that's a like second hum day, tax a return. A true hum day. That's like second tax return because uh, I, one time, I worked four tens, which is the optimum work schedule. If you have to do 40 hours a week. In a real job, four tens. Always go for four tens if you can get it. But my four tens were different than everybody else's four tens who put their put their days off on Friday or Monday. I put mine off on Wednesday. Never worked two days in a row. It was the happiest I'd ever been at a job. And then they changed it, of course, and they took it all away from me and maybe come in eight to four Monday through Friday. But Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday should be that is the work schedule because then friday still kicks ass you right. know because you you have to here's the thing people don't understand about friday you have to work on friday for friday to be the best day of the week right for yeah. me friday's my favorite day because it's, it's like getting let out of the cage <laughs> yeah friday's my favorite day because it's the i, I everybody don't else gets out of their cage right and i don't work fridays or mondays those are the two days i do Choose not to do anything that had right, a like, party. Fuck, I had a whole day. I wanted to do something. <laughs> yeah. What did I want to do again? Oh, look. Damn yeah. it. You're out to do shit today, really. And I'm celebrating. What am I celebrating? Nothing. You know? But I like it anyway. I'm looking, I love days off. Give me a day off. So, uh, thanks. Thanks yeah. for listening, all the people in the chat room. Hey, look at my shirt. Listen to this podcast. It's a good show. Cool shirt. You can get on Pro Wrestling Tees. I love Struggle Session. They're my favorite. And all of that, uh, that's the place to be. We also have a Discord, a Facebook group, and uh, that's the only private things we got going on. There's a bunch of Splinter Facebook groups now, too. So get a hold of us. uh, Send me a message or whatever it is. Uh, If you enjoy the show and you can't sign up for a recurring donation and maybe you're getting your tax return soon, keep us in mind. You can Venmo us at Street Fight Radio for that one-time purchase one-time donation we truly appreciate it if you want to support the show with a purchase we got t-shirts available um an injury to gumball is an injury to all and gumball is a stupid asshole and then i also have the lonnie tune shirt still available with the bugs and tats and everything so store.streetfireradio.com there's also a bunch of back issues of the zines available um and we will continue this thing we're going to be Ooh, this Sunday Brian has a concert. Um, I might be taking your calls. I'll let I'll notify you and let you know. If yeah. you if you want me to take your calls, let me know. I need to be gassed up a little bit about it because I'm not thinking that people want to call and talk to me. Yeah, we got some shit to do too. So uh, we might we might do something this weekend. We're, okay. Oh yeah, we, you were talking about Saturday. Yeah, we might do something Saturday. Okay. Who knows? Maybe we'll do pump up the volume with our wives. Okay, interesting. I like that. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah, to you? let's do that. We'll see if we can get them on board. Cause they, right. They'd have fun. They yeah. would love to see what made little, what kind of thing made little Brian 
want to do radio. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We're Street Fight. Peace. Sleep by the fire